the time of my life It's true Oh, last night yes. oh. I made love for the very first time With you mm, mm, mm. I never knew love could be so sweet Hey mm. It never made a difference to me. Hey. Mm, well, well. <laughs> but ever since the day that you hey. appeared, hey. I'm telling you, you made a difference. Now love is so clear. Take it, kid. I can't. And I can't stop. Hey. <laughs> How I feel. I'm digging on you. You digging on me. We digging on we. And I can't stop. How I on, feel. I'm digging on you. You digging on me. We digging on we. See, I said I can't because it would have been like. I don't know any of those words. But you don't really I have to do better. Praise the Lord, niggas. See, those are the Praise kinds the of songs Lord, that I miss because, you know, my mama was at choir rehearsal. Oh, yeah. Secular, secular music. Secular <laughs> you know, music. and I, 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 only, I have a, a superficial understanding and knowledge and I'm trying to deepen my, you know, roots. So that's after seven. And what yes. XD likes to say is that um, is it is it Kevin Edmund? Which one of those is it? It's, is it uh, Kevin uh, yeah, it's Kevon. I think it's Key. Is it Kevon? Kevon? I don't know. But Babyface is his brother. Yes. XD swears up and down he sounds like Whitney Houston, and it just irritates <laughs> me every time he says no, it. That I'm I like, cannot what? get beside. What I do usually, you be saying? <laughs> I usually will let Xavier have it, but that no, is usually. why I have to put my foot down. Yeah, but there's always down. there's always like one or two wayward opinions where I'm like, no, wait one a minute or now. Two. One or two. <laughs> now, now, wait a know, minute. What we won't do now, we will not deny... The impact of After 7 now, because, you know, it's not too many groups that could outsing them niggas, period. That's what I'm saying. Ready or not. Listen. Don't you know, don't you know, you should know. And, uh, uh, um, what's the song that Babyface be, uh, Whip Appeal? You've got that Whip Appeal. Premier begging. They don't beg True. like that anymore. Whatever you want, that's it. It's all right with me. You got that because you've got that whip appeal. Come on and work it on me. Better you than love. It's better than love. I mean, they were wailing. Wait, were you allowed to listen to that? Not allowed to. I did listen oh. to it, but it was literally like under the cover of night. And I would like oh, okay. put my headphones into the television and get real close to the TV <laughs> and be in the room like. Mm, mm, mm. And then when I got a Walkman, it was a little bit easier to to sort of sneak the secular music into the home. Okay, fair enough. Now, what was happening during the Midnight Love era? Midnight Love, I really didn't get into until college. Oh, okay. You know, it was okay. in the dorms. Uh, and even so then, because no you know, you I didn't either. have my own room as a child. We okay. we shared a room. Me and my brother right. shared a yes. room. Um, and for a while, we shared a room with my mama. Like it was the three of us in one room, right? Uh, at my grandma's house. So it wasn't until I got my own room, I got my own bedroom as a senior in high school, and then I went to mm. college. Okay. And so then I had a little bit more independence to just sort of be in there listening to my music and watching my shows and doing the things that I wanted to do. 
Do you remember where you were the first time you stumbled upon BET Uncut? I do remember exactly <laughs> where I was. Tell me. I about was it. in college with my mouth agape, holding my clutch in <laughs> my chest. It. Like, how did I know? What is how going did I know? on? <laughs> I literally was like, guys, what is happening? And Here I just kept saying, this a, is on TV? It's on TV? My eyes, in and out of their mouth, and on the say, must be your ass, because it ain't your face. I remember <laughs> the tip drill video, watching oh. it. I mean, it was like, I couldn't look uh -oh. away. I was literally like, ass, eyeballs as big as nickels in the TV, like, whoa. I know. This Remember they something. tried to have that weak-ass debate about tip yes. drill versus pussy yes. popping? Yes. And it was yes. like, y'all, it's... No, tip drill, it's not, it's not being topped unless you're watching pornographic material. When I was in a suite, <laughs> in, in the suite, when we were living in the suite, we would have like Midnight Love parties. Like we were all convened in the common area <laughs> to watch Midnight Love and sing Jagged Edge at the top of our lungs. Wonderful I college memories. I love that. I love that. We would sing like Drew Hill, like, uh, um, I'm thinking of the song, Not it's not mm. early Drew Hill because this was, this was like that second or third album that came well, out. Well, not like Five Steps. Uh, I should be a girlfriend. <laughs> I should be a boyfriend. Girl, I know he's lying. <laughs> it might seem like I'm hating. We used to do all of that. girl, I'm just relating. Yes. We would have microphones. <laughs> Step one. Walk through that door. Step, Step two. two. Tell him he's not like he was before. You and don't you don't love him, love him anymore. anymore. Now nobody squalls like Cisco. <laughs> no, I mean, like nobody. a deacon. He squalls like you a all Baptist know how deacon. we feel. You all know how we feel. Cisco is the uh, musical producer of Getting Grown. Oh, hands down. <laughs> our kinds of our kinds of carrying on. Cisco sings like his toes is balled up in his shoes like this, like this. I mm. mean, squeeze it. He's like, <laughs> okay. I, five <laughs> steps. <laughs> He's like, I don't know how much longer <laughs> you're going to be here. So Listen. I say, I'm sorry, y'all. Okay, we have not we even have, gotten to the I'm trash. So, sorry. so what a tangent. What a time. Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome to Getting Grown, the chaos that is our program. We are so happy to have you join us at the kitchen table where we mm -hmm. pontificate on the worst hood that we've ever been sent to, adulthood. Adulthood. It's trash. Zero stars. Do not recommend. But here we are, and we're finding our way through the chaos together. So how are you doing, sis? I'm doing well. Um, ex excited to be in this Patreon bag. You know oh, what I'm saying? We are having a party down to the Patreon. Okay. Are we not? The girls are bringing you content. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you all are. So we see you're signing up. Yo, Continue thank you. Continue to sign up. We are. Yes. Thank you so much for supporting us. We we're are trying to give you your money's worth and we're having a yes. good time already. And we have just dipped our pinky toes into the pool. So for sure. I'm excited. We know for sure that Jade and La Casa episodes will drop on Friday. It will be yep. a team typing fast Tuesday situation down to the Patreon where you're going to get some content from team typing fast every Tuesday. Jade's hey. 
uh, a nigga making candles video is available now for your review. Yes. We love to see it. There's another work with me coming. There's a couple already on the channel, but there's another one coming this week that's going to feature some of our 2000s, our early 2000s blazing hip hop and R&B tunes. Oh, <laughs> oh I can't wait for that. I'm going to play that while I cook. Get it? Get it. We're going to have a good time. And that playlist will also be available on Friday. So y'all y'all, uh, stay tuned. And if you haven't yet, girls, because you're late to the party, you really need to get into our rest conversation that we have with Dr. Joy. Yes. Dr. Joy really got me together about this yes. whole resting. And I'm reclaiming my time as it relates to rest. Rest is not something that I, I have to earn. I know that. I know that's right. You I actually thoroughly enjoyed that conversation between so you all. So make sure you all check out that that is on the Getting Grown Patreon exclusively. Um, I saw somebody post in shade the other day, not about getting grown, about mm -hmm. Patreon people being like exclusively on Patreon. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, it is. So it you is. might not want to miss the bus. Sorry, nigga. Um, so and make sure you all masks. check that we out. Have, we have Married at First Sight party. Yes. That is also, if you missed last week's, it is available <clears throat> exclusively on the Patreon. Exclusively so, on Patreon. You guys, thank you so much for for joining us. We're having an awesome time. Um, and we're excited because we got some things coming up for you as we head straight directly into the holidays. Woo! 2021 Ooh, has so escalated excited. very quickly because October I is just about gone. Let me tell you something. I got Brussels sprouts recipe that I am so Ooh, excited to you know bring to you I love a Brussels. I know. I actually did it just for you. Uh, so yeah, no, I love a Brussels. It's a staple in my house now. Noah loves it. Everybody loves it. So I'm going to give you all this delicious Brussels sprout recipe and, and much more. Kia is going to bring you much more. We're going to bring you stuff together and separately. Oh, so yeah. make sure you all check out that out. That link is in the description box. Um, it's all over our socials. And we will see you over on the Patreon. Shall we get into this? Oh, hey, how are you? I, I How are you? <laughs> Girl, I'm safe and I have everything Every that I need. It's I fine. know that's right. Look I, at yeah. Maurice behind you. He really looks like a Game of Thrones, like thriving. Throne. And I need to rebuy like him. Throne. I just am yeah, playing. Please, when this is gonna happen? I'm gonna actually. Maybe I'll record it because that's gonna and be please entertaining. do because yeah, I, I don't know see. what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wanna, I'm gonna. It's try. not that hard. I'm gonna but if try you don't get not him into to a kill new pot, His roots are screaming. His roots are screaming, and I have everything that I need. I have a pot. I have soil. I just need to stop playing. I do. Please do. Please I do. might record that. Maybe I'll record that. It's going to be a mess because I am not. Listen, hello? Exclusively on Patreon. Kia trying to repot Maurice. My what nephew, a disaster. Because what am I doing? Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to try not to kill my only begotten son, Maurice. You won't. Maybe Woo! that's why you haven't repotted him. Maybe it's I'm afraid. fear. Yeah. I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. And he cussed me out. Every time I water him, he'd be like, you know I cannot breathe. My toes are balled <laughs> up in, this, in the bottom of this pot. <laughs> He's like, look at me, I'm Cisco. I'm so you got to rename. Maybe his middle middle Maurice Cisco Greenleaf. <laughs> He's sitting up in the chair like this, sitting up in the pot, in the pot. Like, I just hate her. Why won't you just do right? I'm so sorry. I'm going to do better. I know you hear me. It's okay. The next time we want to that that Maurice better be in a new pot next time. Okay, we going. I'm going to do it, and I'm gonna try to record it. All right, let's get onto this trash. Me and my trusty dusty tripod. I cannot wait. Let's get into the trash. Into the trash. Straight to the trash. Straight. Like Safari says. Straight. Straight. Where is uh, he at? Child, who cares? 
I'd be calling him Mendeecees. Somewhere, somewhere. Um, you know, I guess him and, and Erica not together no more. Oh, oh yeah, that would breeze across. You know, stuff I would see, but I just kept on scrolling. <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't remember. Okay, let's get to. He used to carry Nicki Minaj's purse when they would come to the grill. I mean, and did, and was happy to do it. And don't try to, Jay. That's shaming. It is. <laughs> Correct. It is. I am shaming him. I am proudly shaming him. She's okay. lazy and he's stupid. Okay. <laughs> it is time for the trash. Um, and it starts off with a little sad news. Oh. We want to we want to say rest in peace to Colin Powell, uh, Colin Powell, Bronx native, Bronx native, um, Bronx native. New York to the heart, but got love for all. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, we I'm have sorry. to we have to quote Peter Guns when we're talking about Bronx natives, <laughs> which is really sad. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is sad. not a time to be joking I'm around. Sorry. I'm sorry. Don't I'm mind sorry. me at all, please. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting. It. I'm so childish. Because, Forget that I because said. Because all I keep hearing in my I can't so because I, the only thing that keeps playing in my mouth is after you did it. We sorry. supposed to be talking about okay. Colin Powell. I'm sorry. Let me get my okay. Colin Powell, Bronx native, yes. and first black secretary of state Absolutely. has passed away. Absolutely. Um, and we want to give COVID. our from complications from COVID. And before anybody don't even come over here would know, but he was he see he was vaccinated and no now because it's, it's much larger than that. No, it's not, not the time. A, it's not the time. Conspiracy theories. And, and what you don't know, you not you don't even know what you're talking you about. You don't. That's the thing. Period. Because then when niggas get to telling you what you don't know what you're talking about, then you just don't want to talk no more That's and it. you're stupid. That's it. So you know, don't that's but that's what that's what uh, happened factually. And we just want to send love to the to the family. He's got grandchildren. I mm-hmm. believe he's got great grandchildren. He's got children. Um, he leaves a family behind. He leaves a legacy behind. And, you know, it's a loss. So um, rest in peace to Colin Powell. For so sure. We wanted to make sure. Also, uh, Dorothy Steele. Now, if you don't know who Dorothy Steele is, Dorothy Steele passed away. Um, and 95 years old, she was in Black Panther. Mm. If you remember, there was an older black lady oh, yes. sitting on the throne. Uh, on the council. Yep. Mm. And she was also uh, prepping for the sequel. Yes. But she has passed away at the age of 95. What a life. Which, you know, seems like a very full life, a very lo- lived life. And that was her very first role. So happy for her. So I'm glad that she got that experience. And we just want to wish her... Um, an easeful journey and and send love to her, to her loved family. ones as well. Happy she got to realize that dream. It's never too late, man. It's never too late, never honey. Too late. But to, to listen, y'all it. thought Tabitha Brown was doing something at forty two or whatever. Dorothy still made her she made her debut at like ninety or whenever. When did Black Panther come out? How many years ago? I don't remember, but yes, I don't 90 well, you know. About right. After 90, nigga. So it's never too late. Lord, don't make me wait that long. But amen. (laughs) But we do wish a a easeful and beautiful journey to Dorothy Steele. For sure. Um, Let's see. What else happened? Oh, big congrats to the Chicago Sky. Absolutes. Absolutes. On their first WNBA championship. And shout out to Candace Parker, who is getting the flowers that she deserves. Deserves. 
She um, deserves so, to be loved. Just kidding. I, that there was a joke there, but I'm gonna leave that alone. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean it. I know you did. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We that's love why you. I, that's why I I'm we love you. Listen, mm-hmm. this is this is what we do as a friend group. <laughs> this is what we. It's just when you niggas take it too far. Mm-hmm. That's all that is. It's when you niggas take it too I'm far, and that's all I'm gonna say. Say pon that. Mm-hmm. All right, but we just want to say congratulations to the Chicago Sky. Um, and make sure you recognize, because these women are busting ass in this WNBA. Do you hear me? Michelle. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, and you niggas love, I know, I just choked. <laughs> and you niggas, <laughs> and y'all love to open your mouths about how weak the WNBA is and all of this. And what I would love to see is for one of these grown women to come and pat you on your head. That's what I want. That's what I would love to see. Come noogie, you little nigga, while y'all are all on the internet eating your Chinese food and talking big shit. And being five foot eight. Boy, get somewhere. Get out of here. And I love Costco, but still, you're not in the WNBA. (laughs) Let's just be clear. So go deliver them water bottles and shut up. Um, (laughs) There was a versus. Oh, there was. Battle. Oh, yes, honey. It was 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 a a a little bit above my pay grade oh yeah it was the like the say young blood versus we had to uh, let if it was what you know about that for the (laughs) it was for the folks born before 1980 yeah oh yeah my dad yes it was this for was them, for and the that's real fine. aunties. And that's fine they deserve and uncles oh this was i think this was more for the uncles oh for sure I think this was more for the uncles because, you know, our versus, which might have been old to the youth, was was the was the locks. Right. Like, yeah. I understand how that might have been a little dated to you. All. And like Brandy, and you Monica. know, dip said I get <laughs> yeah. it. Maybe even. Yeah. Maybe even Brandy and Monica. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because TikTok is just like making things. Apparently the 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 uh, Reba McIntyre theme song is like a thing on TikTok. <laughs> So it's random things that make resurgences on TikTok, and I think Brandy and Monica might be a part though. of that. <laughs> I know, and they've been these niggas be doing little parodies to she her. Did come to single sing woman, two McIntyre. kids. She did come to sing the Reaper McIntyre theme song. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did. I'm not gonna hold you. No, no, she did. You know what? I think we enjoy Reba McIntyre. She. I don't, I don't think she's done. I don't. Her have show any recollection makes me laugh it I, does it I, makes me I, it chuckle. makes me laugh like i have it has come on the tv for one reason or another and i have found yep. myself in a lab the same for like frazier like the shows oh, that and king of queens listen and i mean king of queens will have me in here like ah! like <laughs> i mean like a <laughs> yes <laughs> oh and let me tell you what my good caucasian show was that i discovered late but i but i but i discovered it how I Met Your Mother. When I, I see, tell I'm you, not I enjoyed I mean, I didn't, oh, I didn't I did. know anything about that. I'm going to have to get into it. I enjoyed her. that show. I, I think I got into it because I was pregnant. Mm. <laughs> but it was, you know, and I was sitting in the house because I don't know how it, but me and Tristan both, like, we ended up watching it all the way through and binging it. It was a good time. So, you know, y'all be doing it sometimes. Sometimes. Except yes. for when you steal okay. from Living Single. Um, but yes, that was the, <laughs> that was because Friends sucks. Mm. Let's be clear. Friends is not a good show. Not only did it steal an entire concept. I did laugh at Friends, but now I feel like I have context. I feel guilty for enjoying Friends. Don't know. Don't feel guilty. You didn't know. I didn't know. You didn't know. I didn't know. But now I'm clear. 
I, I just, it was friends was a little too, I don't know. Phoebe, I, when I would run across Phoebe, she was she enjoyable. Was and Joey, and but, Phoebe and Joey always made me laugh, but, because they were just dumb. But it's fine. Yeah. We're not talking about No, them. that's fair. You're right. You know, but y'all, y'all did steal. Y'all mm-hmm. stole from Living Single, the whole concept, and then y'all took Living Single off the air. And if you didn't know that, now you know. Baby. And baby, baby. Oh. And the last thing that I want to bring up the trash, I wanted to save this for last because it's like the ultimate trash. Oh, my God. I'm so nervous. I'm so scared. So there's a tour happening right now in this pandemic um, called the Millennium Tour. And there's a young... (laughs) There's a young man um, that The Root said his full name, they referred to him as... Boward Woward Shad Moss. <laughs> and while, you know, we try to ignore a lot of foolishness here getting growing. We do address foolishness as well. You know, there's just certain foolishness that we will not ignore. And sometimes that is that of Boward Woward Shadrick Moss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that is the most amazing thing. <laughs> So Boward Woward is having a whole hissy fit because apparently his set on the Millennium Tour is 15 minutes. So (laughs) (laughs) so he put a tweet out, I think, or Instagram, I don't know, a social media uh, PSA um, to let niggas know that he would he does not get to perform his songs in their entirety this will be his last night performing that's on this millennium tour and he wants to be clear that even with him only having 15 minutes to perform uh partial songs he still is killing it more than anybody else on this tour <laughs> Who else is on the tour? Omarion in that damn Omarion, Ashanti. Oh, oh my God. Because, you know, I've been over here getting my life with the Omarion challenge in my house when I clean up, right? Um, Omarion, Ashanti. Uh, who else is a part of this? Why are this? these people called the Millennium Tour? Because are they, are they are technically millennials, I right? suppose. Ashanti's old I, they were all. I think they were all doing something in, two, in the year 2000, were they not? Ashanti, I feel like. Ashanti, makes okay, sense. so this is Omarion, Ashanti, Soldier Boy, who definitely, remember Soldier Boy made his come up on LimeWire and YouTube. Mm. Um, Lloyd, Pretty Ricky, Pretty Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Uh, is that boy in Sammy, who? The one who, who got the PPP loans. Wait, who did that? Which one of them did that? The big one. boyfriend number two? No, the one that was in Pretty Ricky. The one, uh, the one who was dancing in his red panties a few years ago. The stocky one. The oh, one, his name is Blue, I think. Oh no, I don't know who that is. He got like oh really? Yeah, he, he got caught up in that PPP loan fraud, and he's going to jail. Well, that's what they all what deserve because <laughs> because what like that PPP bullshit is so fucking stupid. You niggas got these. Lo- okay, can we just okay? Hold on, wait, Let real quick. Millennium Tour. Omarion, oh, Ashanti, Soldier Boy, Lloyd, Pretty Ricky, Sammy. I like the way you Diamond look at Blue me. Smith. And the Yin Yang Twins. <clears throat> the Yin Yang Twins. I'm so yes. disappointed in them. <laughs> They must so be Shadrick, headlining. 
Boward Woward probably so. Boward Woward said that it's a whole lot of bitching and complaining um, on the tour. 15 and, But he's, it looks like he's on the one tour. who's bitching and complaining. Exactly. But, it's a lot of niggas on that tour. Everybody need to be performing for 15 minutes if we all gonna be home at a decent hour. Okay. And the Yin Yang Twins for 30. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that sounds just a... Ashanti... Because Ashanti can uh, essentially just sing Baby and, like, they can play she all the songs dance. in the background. You and she... Uh-huh. Hair. And that's it. Here. Yeah. yeah. Hips. Hair. <laughs> Choreography. Who is it? Who is it? Baby, 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 baby. I got the Jones moment in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at Ashanti, though, because she's what? I'm not wealthy. either. I'm not mad. Okay. Get your coin, girl. Do Ashanti travels the world. She does versus battles. She when grabs she get COVID. Ready. She puts when it back she get down. Ready. Got and she Nelly just, breaking you know, his ankles to get across the stage to her, girl. Okay. I'm not mad, girl. Do your thing, okay? Shake it fast and watch your what? Just self. self. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this says, this was reported as of May 2021. The Griot reported Pretty Ricky's Diamond Blue Smith known to you uh-huh. niggas as Baby Blue, was arrested in October of 2020. So many stripper names. In a massive COVID-19 relief loan scam. According to the official press release from the Department of Justice at the time, they were charged for alleged participation in a scheme to file fraudulent loan applications seeking more than $24 million in forgivable paycheck protection program loans guaranteed by the Small Business Administration under the corona- Coronavirus Aid Relief. An economic security act. You dummy niggers. So I was at, he had he pled guilty and okay. and was sentenced. I just was wondering if he was in jail. Because I mean, he's still tweeting. <laughs> Is so, he on no, the he's tour? Prob- so he's probably so he's probably not um he probably didn't just he probably didn't have to go in yet or report in yet. But you niggas here's the thing about the PPP loans. They gave them to you niggas on purpose. And, and you took these loans and you did all of this foolishness and bought these cars and, and, and did all of this wild shit. And they literally had a whole list of everybody that they gave these loans to. And, and they're the like, list okay, is accessible. You can literally like go. It's, it's an accessible business list. And what are they going to do? They're going to cross reference now that they've given all this money out. Because when in the process of them giving this money out, this is this is like chaos and negativity. We're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> Wacky wavy with federal arm two man. And then so they're like, yeah, take this money, niggas, take this money. Now they're coming back around for street cleaning. And they're double checking these lists and they're seeing that you niggas don't have legit businesses. Nobody knows what the the uh, page a cab cab and what rental <laughs> service and chicken wings and meatball shop is. And they go and they check it. They're like, oh, this is this is a brownstone. And then whoop, you niggas go to jail. All for what? And you still got to pay that money back. So yeah, and you go still got to pay Bobby. restitution. And so you can go ahead and get your your BBLs. It's fine. <laughs> and that's not shade to BBLs. No, that's shade to you. To you all not doing your research when you get up. <laughs> not at all. But okay, I so will say you're Boward Woward. Sh- Boward Woward. Is yeah. Shad- is it Shadrick Moss? I don't know. Either yeah. way, okay. Let's take it. 
Like, I'm just, well, okay. If he want to be mad, that's fine. So is it his last time? Did they give him 30 minutes? I mean, that's what he says, but you know, he lies for fun. I did see that he's allegedly back with uh, 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 Angela Simmons. She came out. Uh, he's with her or he brought her out? He brought her out and then like she posted something on Instagram and he commented like my everything. Like she's my everything. And we was like, boy, get some way to sit down. Angela Simmons, you know, not I anybody. I can't take nobody seriously who fools with. What you do me and I believe it. Because I ain't never had nobody do me like you. Oh. Sierra took that big stinking breath in the middle of that phrase, Did. and I would never forgive her for it. We're going to always be together, baby. That would you tell me? And I believe it. And I mean, nobody in the whole studio says, Sierra, no. can you do that again? Or they couldn't edit it out. We're going to always be together, baby. That would you tell me? Wait a minute. Wait, now I have to hear it. Wait. I mean, a big old breath. Wait, I want to hear the <gasps> breath. I said, girl, she almost died. What's that song, What's that song called? Sierra. Um, I ain't ever had nobody do me like you. I don't know what's going Like you? Is it called like you? Okay, here we go. What a disaster this show is. She took she takes a breath. I just I need to hear it. I need to I need to understand. Come on, sing it, Sierra. Okay. <laughs> All right, let me see. Let me <laughs> Pay very close attention. Don't miss it. We gonna always be together, baby. What you told me, and I believe. <laughs> Maybe I'm just anal. Maybe it's those you're, the, yeah, because you're a singer. Because you know I be breathing all through shit. <laughs> we gonna always be together. Said, Wait a second, Sierra. Wait one moment, please. I just and said, I don't know what that had to do with you... uh, Angela Simmons. Nothing. But when you said Bow Wow, it just came to my mind. I'm so sorry, Angela Simmons. I hope that you are not with Bow Wow. But if you are, I hope girl, not either. these are your choices and you can make them. That's your business. Yeah, we sure. Why? We'll just go to judge you for them. And that's it for the trash. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to this shirt. Lay do it. Oh, lay do it. My sister's popping right now. Lala. This week's shout out to my sis is brought to you by Target. Target is partnering with HBCUs to support the next generation of black talent. So we're dedicating this segment to HBCUs as well. One of the ways Target is teaming up with HBCUs is through Target's HBCU Design Challenge, where HBCU students submit designs to be included in Target's Black History Month collection. Winners also receive a cash prize, equipment, mentoring, and network opportunities. Hello, success. This year's winners are from FAMU, Bowie State, and Hampton. Check back during Black History Month to see the latest winners' designs that will be featured in Target's 2022 Black History Month collection. I know I don't want to miss out on that. I'm trying to see, and I want to get me a piece of everything that's in there as well. Because, I mean, A, we love to uplift our black artists, our black creatives, we are black creatives, so we got to pay it forward. Celebrate your legacy, invest in the future. Together we are black beyond measure. 
Visit Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure to learn more. We are back with a shout out. We're still shouting out uh, HBCUs, HBCU alum, HBCU students. We're just, I mean, sounding the HBCU alarms around here because we have to do that. It is important. We stand. This week, we are very excited to shout out um, Keisha Nipulium. Yes. Um, who is partnering with Now Laters. <clears throat> That's right. Your favorite hood rat store candy. Mm. Now Laters <laughs> is partnering um, is. with uh, Clark Atlanta University's Mass Media Arts Department and Kathy Hughes School of Communications at Howard. Uh, mm-hmm. Keisha Knight Pulliam and Terrence J, both HBCU alum of Spelman and Howard respectively will teach classes to help inspire the next generation of black leaders and entrepreneurs. Um, Additionally, each school, Howard University and Clark Atlanta will receive a $10,000 donation to establish a scholarship fund for students who choose to participate and learn from HBCU alumni who've gone on to thrive in their careers and who've mastered the art of the hustle. So, um, now and later is doing this um, campaign called The Chew, which stands for Champion, Hustle, Empower, and Win. It's an awesome opportunity to bring light to historically black colleges and universities, but also to support these institutions with a financial grant um, and starting uh, scholarship funds I for students. That. So we love this. It's folks like Terrence J. and Keisha Nipulliam. Keisha Nipulliam specifically, who has, uh, you know, made major waves not only as an actress, but as an entrepreneur and a venture capitalist, um, will be teaching these classes in sort of like a fireside chat sort of format. And the classes will also be live streamed. So folks that are not, you know, just local to Howard and or Clark uh, Atlanta can benefit from them. But it's an opportunity for you to sit around and learn from someone who's actually out here doing the work and maximizing on the skills and tools that they that they garnered through their HBCU experience as students and are now out here making major waves in the world. It's a dope initiative. Shout out to Now Later and The Chew. And shout out to Keisha Nipulliam and Terrence J for their work in partnership um, uh, <laughs> with... Um, you know, these institutions to shed light on this mm-hmm. very this very important uh, work of HBCUs. Um, so shout out to them. That's our shout out for Yay, uh, this Keisha. week. Yes. Um, and shout out to Now Later, like yeah. the true. That, I think that initiative also applies to what it takes for you to eat a now recognize later. the chew i mean it's a yeah. really marketing genius and we can't help but stand if you want to learn more about it you can visit the recognize the chew hashtag on twitter you can also check out their website which we will also leave in the description box but you can find yes. out more about these sessions that uh, keisha and terrence will be teaching um and more about uh ways that you can partner with now and later to support hbcus we love to see it we love to see it. Next up, an initiative to get rid of banana now and laters. Ooh, but with that being said, like let's move on. Things. Oh, yes, that's yuck. I'm with it. Let's move on to the, to the kitchen table. If you haven't tried the McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich yet, honey, you are missing what out. This mm. crispy, juicy, tender sandwich is simply iconic and it comes in three different varieties that are so delicious you'll have trouble choosing your favorite there's the crispy chicken sandwich which comes on a pot- buttered potato bun with crinkle oh, cut potato pinkles. pinkles pickles mm. what is a pinkle okay what's a pinkle <laughs> then we have the spicy crispy chicken sandwich also on a buttered potato bun also mm. with crinkle cut 
pickles and a <laughs> not spicy pinkles. pepper sauce. Not a pinkle, but a pickle. And last, but certainly not least, you have the deluxe crispy chicken sandwich, which comes on a buttered potato bun with fresh cut lettuce, tomatoes, and mayonnaise. So which one is your favorite, girl? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a story because oh, you know I, I was it. running a I was running a, um, an errand, um, and I got really hungry, and so I said, you know what I haven't had in a minute, mm-hmm. the Mickey of D's. Mm-hmm. So just took myself right on through the drive through, ordered me a large fry, hot and fresh. Yes. They gave it to me, um, and I discovered the joy that was the spicy crispy chicken sandwich it was just that slight sweetness from the buttered potato bun Mm -hmm. but not too sweet Mm -hmm. a nice balance i got extra crinkle cut pickles because that's what i like i got that spicy pepper sauce which was so delightful. Nice. And then I asked them to add a lettuce and a tomato. Whoa, to it. And let a me tell you all Go something. ahead. Let me tell you yes. something. We live. Y'all are not seeing me out here, okay, with my orders, okay? And a cold, crispy Coke, because nothing is better than a McDonald's carbonated drink or a high C orange, Period. okay? But they didn't have it that Period. day. Period. But I discovered the joy that was the spicy, crispy chicken sandwich that I sort of remixed yes. with the deluxe a little bit. I you know what I'm it. saying? And I just was like, I couldn't have made a better lunch choice today. You know, argue with your mother. Period. Order ahead on the McDonald's app today, Honey, okay? Get you some. Wrong. We love it. Get you some. And so we're back around the kitchen table. I wanted to have a conversation because, you know, I had, uh, you know, over the weekend, I saw uh, my guy sister posted something on Facebook that really sort of kicked me in my chest. It was a it was a very uh, mm. poignant tweet. And so I shared it because it resonated with me so heavily. Um, and, you know, I realized like literally thousands of retweets later <laughs> Uh, that it resonated with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the tweet itself uh, was uh, by a young woman named Gloria, um, who is also, I I actually had a brief exchange conversation with her this morning uh, in my my DMs. Uh, She Mm -hmm. is uh, a writer. She's written Mm -hmm. um, for, she's written for, Refinery29 and Well and Good. She's posted a few things on yes. Medium and she's also uh, featured in a new um, in an online magazine called Gumbo Media. She's oh, the editor. Oh, I love that. Yes, we I love, love it. Name. So um, I'll absolutely uh, link the tweet and link to her. Um, but she posted um, this uh, tweet. It says, my therapist said something in our last session that I can't get out of my head. The quote is, black women don't often recognize that they're struggling with depression or anxiety. Instead, they think they're failing. Mm. I retweeted Mm. it and said, this is an attack, right? Because I felt like Mm -hmm. it was such, so deep in my business (laughs) that Mm. she must absolutely (laughs) clearly was writing about me Mm. when she had the sentiment. But like I said, literally... uh, She was writing about 22,000. Right. 22,000 of of other people also Mm -hmm. connected with this and so i felt Mm -hmm. like it warranted a a conversation 
Um, and of course, you know, just we just sort of free flow talk about it, how we talk about things at the kitchen table. But for me, um, in my work that I'm doing on myself um, and trying to figure out this whole adulting thing, I struggle a lot with this um, performance anxiety. Mm -hmm. You know, there's this pressure that you have to do things right and know how to do things. And when you don't do things right or or when you're faced with circumstances that may be difficult or challenging, um, it can even if it's not a failure, it's easy to internalize that experience as a Mm -hmm. failure. And so I've been thinking a lot about what that is rooted in and steeped in and just thought it would be cool for us to sort of hash it out at the kitchen table. So. I'm asking you, sis, is this something that mm-hmm. resonated with you? Did it did you connect with it or have any any initial reactions um to the tweet itself? Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> uh because there will be a lot of times where it feels like everything is going wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. And you just we all say the the same, I think, classic line. I can't I just I can't get shit right. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't say it like that. But <laughs> you know, those sentiments. Um, and so when you said that, it actually, I, I didn't actually ever think about it that way. Mm. I'm like, huh, you really could be in a depressive state because who gets everything wrong? Nobody. Right. Like, like when you step outside of yourself and, and your current emotions and what you're dealing with, um, and maybe even your larger emotions, you, you who's, who's really honestly failing at anything? Does that really make sense? Right. Who's really failing at everything? Nobody. Nobody's failing at everything. Well, maybe some people are, but <laughs> but we're not talking about Chad Moss. We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about us as Black women, and it is, and and we face so much within society that we don't realize takes as much of a toll on us as it, it as it does. Yeah. So it did. It definitely did resonate. What was it that? What were your initial thoughts like when you first saw it? What was it when it first kicked you right in that good yeah. chest where you lost and got that Sierra breath? What, yes. What was it? I, what was your first like thought? I felt called out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, first, I mean, that first initial feeling is like, well, dang, right? Um, and then, honestly, it was almost a relief to know that I wasn't the only one that mm-hmm. was dealing with the heaviness of, um, you know, this pressure that we put on ourselves mm-hmm. to perform well or to get things mm-hmm. right or even the ways that we even think about success and failure mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to life, right? It, it makes me think of um, sort of like this, larger capitalistic culture that commodifies everything, every process, every condition, every experience Mm -hmm. and how active we have to be in resisting that and how active and intentional we have to be in acknowledging that it's not Mm -hmm. set up for us to, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's not set up to facilitate our joy or peace. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. We have to like really put things in its proper, proper place. So all of these emotions, you know, it, it, it felt like, wow, this is really up in my business, but it did sort of give me some ease to know that I'm not the only one. And as Mm -hmm. it continues to 
be retweeted and reposted and and resonate and, with people. And, right. Mm-hmm. It just really makes me think, what would it look like for us to process this differently? Like, you know, I don't think, I think there's an opportunity here for us to stop and think about it, right? So since this mm-hmm. is something that resonates with all of us, what would it mean for us in, in our daily practice? Or what kinds of things can I do in my daily practice to be active in resisting this pattern, interrupting this oh, pattern? Now that is a good good question. So what, what are some of those things that you thought about? So I'm also reading this book very slowly, but I'm reading it. Uh, so Oprah recently wrote a book with uh, Bruce D. Perry, who is a mm-hmm. uh, psychiatrist, but also he has a, also has a PhD in... Um, neurology um Mm -hmm. so you know he's one of those crazy people that's a doctor twice but uh (laughs) but i think the book is called what happened to you and it's about sort of recasting the conversation about trauma and so people so i the challenge is with the book and i'm really early in it so i don't want to get too deep uh in it but from Mm -hmm. what i'm gathering so far the book is about challenging this notion. Folks are so quick to ask when dealing with someone who, or when dealing with ourselves or in relationship with folks who have dealt with trauma or dealing with trauma, Mm -hmm. people, you know, our tendency is to be like, what's wrong with you? Right. Um, Or to think about it in that sort of like, you know, put it, put it in that, in that focus. But this book is challenging us to sort of look beyond not just what, the impact of this thing or how this Mm -hmm. thing is manifesting itself, but really Mm -hmm. thinking about what happened, like thinking about the trauma that is, is the cause of the trauma response. Mm. And so it's about, so the, uh, the early part of the book is walking us through the science behind how the brain processes trauma. Mm, Which that, that ties in really, that ties in with um, with our conversation earlier, mm-hmm. even in helping to understand people and putting things into perspective. Right. Um, sometimes when we might think a person is coming off one way, right. but it might actually be... Exactly. It might be something else, right. and this is the way that it's manifesting itself. So I think to answer your question, one of the things that I'm working on is contextualizing things. You know, not mm-hmm. just letting mm-hmm. my first perception of something which is typically my trauma response right Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. not just my knee-jerk reaction or what seems like my default setting not to let that go unchecked Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you step back and look stepping back and contextualizing everything putting Mm -hmm. things in its proper place and that takes the pressure off of me because if my default setting is to sort of accuse myself of failing or doing something wrong or this mm-hmm. being a function of something that I didn't do or did or, you know, just sort of looking at it in that transactional way, pausing and help me thinking about help pausing and saying, OK, before I start to judging myself, let me take a good look at the conditions mm-hmm. that I'm navigating and experiencing and slowing down. And really coming to make a rational decision and not one that's sort of based in my my emotion about a thing. I think that's and that's that's like a good it's a good like self check. Yeah. And, you know, and that's something that I'm not going to say is easy for us to do, but that's something that we can practice on a daily basis if we're if that's something that we're suffering with. I think for myself, 
that's helpful and also co- reflection yeah is a big thing for me um you know we had that that episode with around the way curls where Antoinette was talking about God being tricky right mm-hmm. uh, in the sense where sometimes things are pre- are they they present one way and we don't understand until we take a step back and contextualize right. and you know look at the bigger picture and see that maybe this this worked out this way and while it felt awful yes. in this particular moment yes. in the grand scheme of things it might have been a greater blessing and i think so, that's so key though because this is grown folks business mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. if we even think sort of developmentally it's childish to sort of let your emotion and I don't I'm going to be careful in how I say this because I'm not dismissing our emotional responses or the ways that things Mm -hmm. impact our emotion but I don't Mm -hmm. I'm saying that children um are impulsive in that they let their Mm -hmm. emotions sort of rule their behavior our Mm -hmm. job as adults is to manage our emotions and not let our emotions manage us and so Mm -hmm. what are the ways that Mm -hmm. we can put these like you said self-checks in our practice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to safeguard ourselves from sort of being led by by the, our emotional impulses versus thinking about things rationally reflecting on things with intention um and yes. looking at the at the bigger picture and it's hard work it's hard right. it's and hard it's- because it sounds simple, it but it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not it because develops. when you're feeling the feels, yes. you know, in healing in your heels, yes. then you... <laughs> it requires practice. I think it's another... Yeah. It requires... It's not something that you just say, oh, I'm going to do this from now on, and you just start mm-hmm. doing it. But there'll mm-hmm. be times when you mess up right you'll 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 have a good run where you're thinking about these things and trying to slow down and put these new practices into place but then you'll kind of fall back into your old patterns and you have to continue to work at Mm -hmm. it and it really does require a level of patience and and commitment to relearn how you go about how you go about things and so this particular tweet i think is a Mm -hmm. wake-up call yeah, for me, absolutely. I think that's what kicked me in the chest about it because it's like I know that this is true of myself. I also know that this is not healthy, and I know that mm-hmm. there are things that I could be doing um, to change that practice. And that it's like talking to myself in kinder, more understanding, thoughtful ways, mm-hmm. putting those self checks in place. So I thought it would be cool for us to. Um, so, you know, my therapist says all the time that, you know, our inner voices, our self, our self mm-hmm. inner critics, the ways that we, and, and the conversations that we have with ourselves are absolutely mm-hmm. like we have to control and manage those things. That's key. Cause honey, when I tell you they can turn into oil fires, <laughs> they can get Very out quickly. of control Very quickly. if we don't get a handle on them. So, and I think it's important to go ahead. No, I'm no, so no, sorry. no, no, go ahead. You say no, 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 I was saying this is this is like we need this is important conversation to have for sure. And to know that it's in community with other people who are experiencing. Absolutely. I thought that it would be cool for you and me to model ways that we can sort of talk ourselves through when we when we feel like we're failing at life, when we feel like we're overwhelmed with these thoughts of of, you know, underperforming. Mm-hmm. Um as opposed to really thinking about 
whether or not we are struggling with depression or anxiety, which are which are fair and valid mm-hmm. responses to the traumatic conditions we are navigating. I thought it would be mm. cool for us to model some of the ways that we might talk to ourselves. So when I initially uh, was speaking with Jade about this particular show, I thought it would be cool to like write myself a letter. But then I thought like, you know, in the moment, right? I might not have time mm-hmm. or, or maybe not. I shouldn't say it like that. I, I thought it would be more, more meaningful if we in real time just sort of thought, uh, talked about some things that we can reflect on in these moments of panic and exercise that my therapist always makes me do is like, you know, yeah, sure. How would I talk to my like if if Jay came to me and said, "Sis, I feel like I'm failing at life." What would I say to Jay? Because honestly, I tend to treat my friends or talk to my friends and my loved ones better than I talk to myself. Absolutely. And so, just commonplace. It is about you know what would you say to like think of Jade as your friend. What would you say to your friend, Jade, who has come to you and it's like, man, I'm messing up. Everything is going wrong. I don't know how to, I can't, I can't get right. I can't get my shit together. What were, what are some things that you would say to, to your friend, Jade, in that moment? Well, I'd start off and I'd say, well, is everything going wrong? Mm. Because you picked up the phone and you called me Mm -hmm. from your phone. Right. That you have. Right. That is working. Right. Um, did you call me from the phone booth or from the block? Or did you call me from your home mm-hmm. that you live in mm-hmm. and you have comfort and it is your safe space? Yeah. Um, you know, and then just, I think, try to help Jade to reflect on gratitude and not in a judgmental dismissive way, right? Dismissive way, just more so when you get into these moments where it does feel like this, it is okay to honor those feelings because you don't feel good right now. Right. And it's okay to say I don't feel good right, right now. But try to reflect on the gratitude when you feel like everything is failing. Absolutely. You know. Also look at when things have been worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? When things have actually been worse for you and look at how far you've come from there. Yes. You know, this is temporary. So let it be temporary. Sit with it. Embrace it. Let it be what it is. And then let's try to take the next day and move forward and look at all the things that we're grateful for. I love that. Because there's much to be. Much to be grateful for. So validating the feeling practicing gratitude yes. and also using prior experiences as evidence that you will, you mm-hmm. will continue to overcome mm-hmm. whatever this particular challenge is. I, I love that. I think the only thing that I would add to that is, you Please. know, I would say to Kia, I would remind Kia that this is all a scam, right? And this pressure <laughs> that we put on ourselves to that, that we have to know everything and do everything right it's a lie because the mm-hmm. truth of the matter is none of us know what we're doing mm-hmm. we're all figuring it out as we go because that's all we can do 
Yeah. I will also urge myself to remember that comparison is the thief of all joy. Mm. And that my journey is mine. And it is my responsibility to navigate this journey for me mm-hmm. and for for me alone. I cannot speculate on how other people are doing anything because I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a distraction that wastes my time. That's a distraction that steals my peace. And I have to be diligent about staying focused mm-hmm. on the things that are my responsibility, my purpose, my intentions, my desires, my joy. And that's not mm-hmm. in a selfish way, you know, not to mm-hmm. say that what other people are dealing with or pursuing are is any less valid or any less important. But I know that, you know, I can only be responsible for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I would add to that, you know, that we are all figuring this out as we go. And this pressure of success as we know it is a lie and it uh, i think mm-hmm. it's something that the devil uses to keep us all balled up absolutely and if we slow down like you said if we slow down and really think about it we are sitting in what we prayed for that's it and it, and it may not look like what you thought you were yeah. praying for yeah but when you in hindsight take a take a look at it because you it is yeah. It's and it's just coming in a bit of a different package. And it's not to invalidate your feelings. I think it's our right. Mm-hmm. We have a right to be upset or sad or so I was just mm-hmm. telling Jay, like, you know, as it relates to grief or, you know, relationships, failed relationships, um, heartbreak of any and all forms. Mm-hmm. One thing that I said to myself today, even as I was trying to practice this earlier today, I found myself you know, I told Jay today, I just felt a heaviness. Just, I don't know if it was just the Mondays or whatever, but um, I just wasn't feeling it today and been trying to pull myself out of this place all day long. But the truth of the matter is there's no set time, period, That's or it. duration of my mm-hmm. heartbreak. It's going to come it's going to show up. It's going to be triggered by certain things. And that's something that I have to manage going forward every day of my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's fair for me to be heartbroken because I've experienced terrible things. I'm not the only one. Doesn't make me any more special or important than mm-hmm. anybody else. But as it relates to my life, this is what I am dealing with. And I have to honor those feelings so that I can work through them. And sure, whatever pressure that I'm putting on myself to be over it Mm -hmm. is unfair. And I would not, if my friend came to me and said that her heart was still broken, I wouldn't tell her that it shouldn't be. So I could, I should allow myself. She's not a robot and neither are you. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really have a plan for today's show, but I just wanted us to sit and talk about this because it was something that sort of sitting with me. And just by the response on Twitter, I felt like a lot of people connected to it. But if you're listening to this and you're struggling to speak to yourself, let me and Jay encourage you that this is hard, what we're dealing Mm -hmm. with, whatever you're dealing with. It's hard. 
managing yourself, your family, your responsibilities, your job, Mm -hmm. and, you know, all of the things that we're facing in life, politically, culturally, socioeconomically, all of these different challenges and news Mm -hmm. and information that we're bombarded with all the time. It's hard. We're being navigating experiences and doing things that we've never done before. And many of us Mm -hmm. haven't had an example for how to do it Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And so mistakes are a function of doing. Mm -hmm. I saw that my leak tweeted that a couple of days ago. And I remember saving that tweet. People who are doing make mistakes. Anybody who ain't making mistakes, it just means that they ain't doing nothing. They ain't doing nothing. And so if if you're doing something and you're making mistakes, don't let your mistakes stop you. It means that you're learning and you're growing Mm -hmm. and there's utility in your mistakes and your challenges and your hard things. And you're not a failure. If you're experiencing anxiety and depression, it's okay. And there are tools and resources available to help you deal with that. But absolutely. But don't you having those feelings or experiences doesn't make you a failure it makes you a human mm-hmm. and you deserve to honor your humanity for too long we all have those moments yeah for too long we've been choking it down and acting like mm-hmm. you know that's weakness and that's not mm-hmm. weakness it's strength to say this is hard for me and mm-hmm. i don't know what i'm doing but i'm still trying to do it and i'm Absolutely. doing my best Whatever best looks like. My, listen, who was that? That was uh, Cicely Tyson. Mm-hmm. Who said that? She said, "You know, I did my best, and that's all I can. That's all I can really ask for, you know. And that's that's I can leave this earth knowing that I did my best. And I, that I think is so simple yet so profound. Because and it, and you're and you're right. Failing is a function of doing." Because you're actually trying, you're actually attempting, you know, so you go to a therapist and this, you know, if you are suffering from anxiety, depression, you go to a therapist and it's not working out for you doesn't mean you're failing at therapy. Yeah. It just means maybe you didn't find the best fit for you right now. Sometimes it's about finding a better fit. Yeah. And that's with anything, with a therapist, with anything. So, but these are just some... I think just some tools. Right. And we wanted to kind of just speak from the heart. So we didn't even really plan this ahead of time. Right. Um, Kia posed the question. We thought about writing the letters and then said, no, let's just talk. Let's just talk and see what happens from there. But I think that's beautiful. We both think those are both really nice ways integrated mm-hmm. that we can th- at least start to try to shift some of our thinking when we fi- find ourselves falling into those really dark places. Um, and then obviously that does not go without at getting some help professionally. We're not professionals. Right. And you're not a professional on your own. And you can try and do all the home remedies you want to. But if you if your arm if you if you damn near cut your arm off, you'd go and go to the hospital. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna do everything you can to try to like get it under control at home and then you're gonna go get some professional help. For sure. So it's the same thing in situations like this, you know, there are tools that we can try to do to start to get ourselves into a certain place so that we can go and get the professional help that we need to really turn this around into, you know, where we need it to be. But nobody's failing. Nobody's failing. 
Nobody, unless you, unless you laying in the bed and not doing shit, you're not attempting anything. You're not failing. And even then, even if then, that's all you can do right. for that day, even then, there are some days when laying in the bed is what is what is the order of the day, and that's. Oh, fine. I was referring to those niggas with those rented computers <laughs> that sit up on the internet and in their bed all day with their Chinese food. Oh God. <laughs> I was referring to them. Yes. You are failing, sir. <laughs> but as for the rest of us, <laughs> some of us deserve every once in a Wednesday once to lay up Wednesday. in the bed and order Chinese food yeah. because we're good people. Absolutely. <laughs> and this is very, it's taxing. You know, this work that this life that we're trying to figure, it's taxing. It's hard trying to do this. It is, it is not easy. That's just Mm-mm. the bottom line. And so... Mm-mm. Don't worry, friends. We're in it together. We're in it together. And we just wanted to just create some space to be honest about it since it, it was something that, that, you know, hit home for many of us. So we hope that this was helpful. <laughs> yes. And we would love to hear if there are other ways, like, you know, if there's other, you know, we'd love to know how you guys, what are ways that you would encourage yourselves? Leave a comment. Absolutely. Uh, send us a tweet. I mean, if this is something you want to do. Actually, I do want to open this conversation. Yeah. I think I think um, opening it up to everybody and seeing, you know, let us know what you're doing when you have those moments. If you have those moments where you feel like you're failing at everything, what are some ways that you kind of turn that around for yourself? I'm very interested to hear from from all of you. So please send those in to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. You know our socials, and you already know where all the information is. That good old description box that we work hard on every single week. Every single week. Do you have anything to add before we I don't. take this away? I don't. I just love y'all, and I want y'all to love yourselves. Yeah. Love ourselves. Because we be going through it, too. I mean. <laughs> we be going through it, too. Anyway, we're going to move on to this honesty box. All right. We're all looking for the same things in life, beloveds. Honey, history books that actually report the truth. A new Rihanna album because she's playing in our faces as much as we love her. And skincare products that offer clinically proven hydration and leave your skin with a healthy, non-greasy, youthful glowing finish. I certainly can't help you with the first two. But Neutrogena, a dermatologist recommended brand, has the skincare goals covered with their Hydro Boost Facial Care line. Honey, the line's Hydro Boost Gel Cream and the Night Press Serum are both clinically proven to strengthen the skin's moisture barrier and lock in hydration for 48 hours. You'll get intense hydration thanks to both products, hyaluronic acid, which has an ability to bind to water and literally hold it within the skin surface. Neutrogena's Hydro Boost Gel Cream, baby, is gel and a cream in one, is made with glycerin that penetrates the skin nine surface layers deep for longer lasting hydration. And Neutrogena's Night Press Serum will revitalize your skin overnight letting you wake up to skin that's three times more hydrated. Made with purified hyaluronic acid and supercharged antioxidants, it's a pillow-proof formula that won't ruin your good sheets and blanket honey because it melts into your skin instantly. Both the gel cream and the night press serum are oil-free, dye-free, and non-commodogenic. So you know around here on Getting Grown, we don't play with ash, honey. We keep ourselves moisturized on the inside and the outside because our blacks will absolutely crack if it's dry. What I love about the Neutrogena Gel Cream and the Night Press Serum is that both of them leave my skin so juicy and plump and moist, honey. I'm telling you, I put it on 
at night, wake up in the morning it's as if I just put it on. And, and I mean, my skin is so good. Like I can literally walk out the door, but I mean, you got to wash your face again in the morning, but listen, you know what I'm saying? It's good stuff. You won't be sobbing. The Neutrogena Hydra Boost line, it can be purchased at every major retailer and you can start your hydration journey today at Neutrogena.com slash Hydra Boost. That's N-E-U-T-R-O-G-E-N-A.com slash Hydra Boost. Honestly. Truly. All right, it's time for our honesty box. Yeah, yeah, and apparently yeah. we have a revisitor. Okay. Um, I, I think this is what we called her, but just because I feel like it, let's give her a new pseudonym. All right, <laughs> all right. Let's call her... Mm, Lisa Turtle. Lisa Turtle. I love it. Um, apparently she was on our episode with Antoinette and Shanti. That was our honesty box that week where she wrote in about her stepdad. Um, She gave us a brief update, but that's not what this honesty box is about, but I will bring it to you. If you have a good memory, Uh, she said with my dad, things are still the same. I spoke to him briefly on father's day and that was awkward. Since then we've had our text conversations that went something like, hi, sweetie, miss you been busy moving, but I think about you always love you. When I tell you that I, uh, When I tell you that I won't know anything about him unless my mom tells me, it's just that. I'm over it and have decided not to worry about our relationship any longer. Well, you know, sometimes, Lisa Turtle, sometimes we can't continue to stress ourselves if somebody else is not putting in work. So I hope that, you know, that that. I hope that that is working out for you. Now, here's where we get to the real honesty (laughs) box. Here's my other dilemma, if we'll call it that. My boyfriend of almost two years just recently mentioned that his 17-year-old sister was thinking about moving stateside um, from, from the Caribbean to attend college close to him. From what he's told me so far, it seems like the conversations between his mother's sister and him are ongoing but tentative. Aside from this, he and I are cultivating our relationship and going to couples counseling to attend to our needs. We will be moving back in together. We moved apart because the relationship had turned sour. And now I have looked, uh, I have to look forward to a stranger possibly living with us. Mm. I'm accepting of the idea, but I'm also a little apprehensive of it as well, since I've literally had zero interaction with his sister. To me, she's too fast and he's quick to defend her by saying she's just at that age. My boyfriend barely knows his sister as well, since he's been stateside for the past six years. Nonetheless, he's a family man. I would appreciate it if I would be included in the conversation that he has with his family if the decision is made final, but I may be too anxious. This is weird to me because I'll have to relearn to share my space with not just one, but two people. A thousand and one things are running through my mind as far as what I should and shouldn't be concerned with regarding this change. How would you ladies react if you were in my shoes? And that is from Lisa Turtle. Well, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little torn because, um, <clears throat> I'm I'm hesitant to tell to tell to tell you, Lisa Turtle, that you're going to be able to. Um, that you're going to be able to, uh, th- I'm going to say like this, sibling relationships are interesting and special. And so mm-hmm. I don't know that you as a partner 
have that much of a say. And I don't know. I'll let Jade weigh yeah. in, right? And I, I mean, there's a lot of dynamics at play here. The sister, they haven't seen each other for a long time. Um, mm. I don't know if, you know, I don't know. She said they're not super close. Um but they're not they're not but he's a family person. He's very much a family person. Right. So I I just feel like, you know, you've never observed them together, brother sister yeah. dynamic. And so a lot of what you are speculating about his relationship with his sister is just that speculation. And I think that it's fair for you to to uh well I just I don't know for me it's like you know as as a sister I would I guess maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm wrong because I heard I listened to this from the perspective of a sister like mm-hmm. and, I'm, no, that's and fair. I'm thinking about what it would look like for my brother's partner mm-hmm. to want to be involved in in conversations between my brother and I. Now I acknowledge that if I'm going to be living as a sister with my brother and his partner, Mm -hmm. then there Mm -hmm. will be some conversations that need to be had by the three of us, but I Mm -hmm. don't know how I would take to my brother's partner feeling entitled to all the conversations between my brother and I. Yeah. Especially I, given the circumstances. Yeah. Okay, so she says she wants to be included in the conversation that he has with his family if the decision is made final. Um because I agree with you that if we're if we're in the like preliminary conversations mm-hmm. of, you know, what options are, mm-hmm. that's I would leave that to his family honestly right you know there have been things with tristan's family that um when they asked me my opinion i offered it but then there are other times where i'm like you know what i'm gonna step back right not because i'm not a part of this family but because there is another dynamic that you all had before i was here, right and i have to acknowledge that right now i also am blessed enough to have in-laws that recognize that that is your house Mm -hmm. and your household and so we don't want to overstep in that way either so we have a really nice dynamic in that way but when it comes to um matters especially like sibling matters Mm -hmm. i really stay out of that a lot unless it's going to affect my household now here's the thing about her moving in with you you all are just now moving back in together. Mm-hmm. It, I don't even think I'm not one of those people that's like, well, if you're not married, then you don't have a say. That's not true because there are people who are partnered and you all are dedicated and committed to one another. And when you share a household, you both deserve to be considered in the decision making. Mm hmm. This situation is a little complicated. If I'm going to be honest with you, I have many feelings here because you're just now like you all are just now kind of getting back to a good place. Right. And then that in, in that decision, you all have decided to, to cohabitate again together. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is his sister of forever. And so if she needs to come this way to do what she needs to do, and her option is to stay with her brother, 
I do think that you all should all sit down as it pertains to how the household should go, you know, just so that there is cohesive and there's peace and ease. But I, 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 I would caution you to try to be too involved mm. or against trying to be too and, and kind of giving them space as a family to kind of <clears throat> figure some things out. And that doesn't mean that you don't have a say if this is your home. Agreed. That, let's be very clear. I'm not saying that. But there there are times when we have to, even if even if we, our ego flares up and we are really like, but I deserve, and yeah, you do, but some, sometimes stuff is nuanced right. and there's a lot of gray areas and it's not the way that we think it should be right. or it's going to be like that. And that's just what it is. I think that it's important to remain mindful of the fact that you are in relationship with your, like you are, you are, you are in relationship with, with him, your partner and his obligation is to you and his family. Mm -hmm. And he has to negotiate those obligations and we have to trust that he can, can do that. I do think that it is fair for you to have conversations with him about what you would like and prefer um, and, and would appreciate. And I think if there are some, some ways that or things that need to be negotiated between the two of you, then that is one thing. There are ways that you can ask to, to be supported by him through this. Mm -hmm. But I just would, like Jay said, caution you against sort of entering the family dynamic. Um, Just a little prematurely. Yeah, because I feel like right now he's kind of your proxy. And this is like... You know, and, 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 and y'all are a little y'all. You know, this is still very fresh, right? We, we, you're right. We're still working on things, and so we're building <laughs> you know? your relation and building your relationship with him. This is an opportunity for you to sort of articulate, mm -hmm. you know, your needs, desires, and you know, all of that as he's mm -hmm. as far as he is concerned. But mm -hmm. you know, speaking as a sister, I'm just saying, like you know. I, I would caution you again, like, you know, I would just, I think you should be mindful of what conversations are for him and what conversations you are can expect to have as an entire unit. Yeah. It's, and, and, you know, that don't mean she get to come up in the house and wear your clothes and not pay rent and eat all your food up. And like that, that isn't, we're not, that's not even that. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> you, and you have, you have a right to speak on certain things. But wait until and also you have a right to discuss this because maybe another option, which may not be the most favorable one right now, is if this is something you're truly concerned about, especially living with somebody you've never met, which is completely valid. So maybe we reconfigure some things and maybe you all don't live together mm -hmm. right now, you know. Um, what is going to bring you peace? What is going to bring you ease? Because it's not just about his feelings. This is about yours too. But what's going to bring you peace and ease that's also not going to cause disruption to them as a family, to you all as a, in a relationship? Like what are, you know, let's discuss all the options here. So I hope that's helpful, Lisa Turtle. Mm -hmm. um, and please update us again. <laughs> we thank you for keeping us updated, but please update us again because this is this is actually very interesting, and we're curious to see how it comes out. And we hope that it works out the best for you, you know, for you all, for all parties involved. 
um, we do really do send our well wishes for that. So keep us posted. Continue to send your honesty box questions to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. And let's move on to our black person self care. All right. I and black women self-care this week my self-care was very very simple very very simple on saturday evening well i just had a very low-key weekend i just sort of allowed myself Mm -hmm. to just sort of be here in my home and you know i worked out but i really just let myself have some time and on sunday night i had a disney plus movie party i watched cruella How was that? It was so good. Really? Okay, good. So okay. Cruella right. is a really it's a, it's a really interesting story and it's really well done. It's the help girl, right? Yes. Okay, okay. I don't know, just sort of like the time the con- they did a really good job uh the ba- the Baroness and Cruella are like fashionistas and just love the fashion and it's very London and it's it's it really is all the context that you need to understand Cruella like the Cruella that we I love that and it really they really did a great job it makes like start to finish it really sets the stage like I kind of want to watch 101 Dalmatians now because I feel like I'll watch it differently but have you watched um What's the, uh, um, wh- who's my favorite? Maleficent? I have not. That's something that I said. Okay. That's, that's number two on my list. Um, okay. Yes. But I literally just, you know, I mean, taking full advantage of my brand new blackout blinds in my living yes, room. Yes, we just saw. Closed my blinds and put on my TV and my backlighting and all of that and just had like a full on movie night in my house and it I was lit. That. It was I love that. I don't think that's simple at all. I think it's, you know, there's many times when I want to like cancel stuff just so I can sit up in my house and have a movie night. I want to watch Cruella. I had no desire to watch Cruella. I kept seeing all the ads for it and I was like, I don't want to see this pie no, face. No, it was girl good. It was but really I'm good. Watch it now. And because you said the, I, because I enjoyed Maleficent so much and I appreciated the backstory, I enjoyed both of them but i the last one i really did and i appreciated the backstory and i think i love how they painted this they're painting these pictures and like showing how they become these villains yes so it really tells the story of cruella in a way where it's Mm -hmm. like you know we see her side of of all of Mm this um Mm -hmm. which to me kind of colors like you know it makes me like i said i want to go back and watch 101 dalmatians Mm -hmm. and really sort of get into Oh, we should talk about that. That would be fun. Yes. Um, we I'm, can actually have a Disney movie night on Patreon. We can? Yes, we can. Oh. There is a way. I will show you the way. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay, what's your black woman? Self-care, oh, excuse me. It's so black. Oh, I love it. so grown. We love it. I purchased myself. Are you all ready for it? A deep freezer. Oh! Oh, I mean, <laughs> if the Auntie yeah. Olympics, yeah, man, this I'm is a major go, event at the Auntie Olympics. <laughs> I'm winning gold because where is it? You ha- you're living in an apartment. Where do you keep a deep I freezer? Do. Well, I'm going to figure that out. Oh my goodness um, gracious! But I said, um, you know, we'll we'll cross that road when we get to it. 
and here the bridge is, and I'm still figuring it oh, out, but it was I delivered today. It. I love it. So when they came home for school, Noah was like, oh my God, what's that? <laughs> I was like, this here is a deep freezer, and you are going to be a black child who grows up in a household in which we have excess meat oh, yes. in a deep freezer, this is- along with plentiful Trader Joe's frozen snacks. This is like a rites of passage for black children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing says um, I have a, like say that you have a black mom without saying you have a black mom. It's going to retrieve things from the deep Out freezer. The deep freezer. So I did. I bought one. Um, you all know that I do the most in this apartment, but I figured it out. <laughs> I, like, I said, what? I'm going to find a corner and a mud so cloth good. to throw on top of this and a plant. I love it. And that's what we're going to do. So I bought myself a deep freezer and I'm super excited about it because this easy bake refrigerator that they got for me in this apartment, it just infuriates me every time I think about it. Um, but it's fine because I'm not going to be here forever and I'm safe and I have what I need. Period. Especially now that I have a deep freeze. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that being said, shall we move to these peeves of petty? We shall. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. honey. It's time to put our petty on parade. <laughs> <laughs> that's my like smooth jazz yes. peeves intro smooth jazz um, CD 101.9 <laughs> the quiet storm oh yeah um my petty peeve this week so it was Antoinette's birthday happy birthday Antoinette oh did I ever tell you that Dustin and I so we make songs for everybody yours is coming oh dear God. um and so what? we had so Antoinette has her own song. Oh, God. Um, and I don't we come up with these things off of a full inebriation. <laughs> but um our Antoinette song is a a ditty you might you might know. Mm-hmm. Um and her name just fits perfectly and it goes a little something like this. Okay. Antoinette Antoinette. <laughs> Oh, Antoinette, oh, Antoinette, oh, Antoinette, <laughs> oh, Antoinette, oh, Antoinette, Antoinette, Antoinette. Oh, Jesus. So it was Antoinette's birthday. Shout out to Around the Way Curls. Shout out to my boom. And so um, we took her out to a candle making class mm. um, and then to dinner. Um, and the restaurant that we went to is absolutely delicious and we thoroughly enjoyed the meal. I'd gone once before. Tristan took me out on a date. I said, we're going to go do something fancy for your birthday. We're going to have us some fancy tapas. We're just going to order a whole bunch of them Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, pisco and and cava and we're just going to drink and be merry. Right. Cause you grown. Mm -hmm. And so. We go to the restaurant. I made the reservation. I made it ahead of time. So you had two options, indoors or heated patio. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. already know Mm -hmm. what I'm picking. Mm -hmm. So I pick the heated patio for our reservation. And we get there and check in. Oh, great. Can I see vaccinated? Can I see? Great. And then they come and they say, so listen. Um, mind you, I just want to say that the temperature dropped like a smooth, like 
20 degrees yesterday. Oh, wow. Saturday was... Saturday was a blaze, mm-hmm. nigga. It hip hop and R and B. Wow, um, blazing hip hop. Whereas Sunday just dropped a smooth, I don't know, twenty thirty degrees. Oh dear. So they say. So hey, um, our heated patio doesn't get heated for a couple of days. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, wait, days, nigga. I thought you were gonna tell me minutes. So. They were like, and we're fully booked inside, but we can seat you guys somewhere around like nine. And I said, I don't eat inside. And um, because I hate when they talk to me in question marks, (laughs) I don't eat inside. And also, um, why wasn't advertised as a heated patio if I can't sit on it? So she's like, like scrambling at this point. We end up sitting in it anyway. And the way that it was we were positioned and it was set up we actually like brought the warmth Mm. so i but there's a couple of petty peeves in this so so whatever everything's good the food's good but we sit down and i'm like okay so you all's heated patio doesn't get heated for several days (laughs) why do you have it advertised as a heated patio so the server comes over she's absolutely lovely this is not her fault but we're like hi yes okay we're chilly you have on a jacket um can we get some coffee and some tea can we order coffees and teas before we get cocktails our coffee machine's broken and we're like okay so let's all get tea then she's like so our tea the way we warm our water is connected to the coffee machine i said miss and then antoinette was like do you all have a pot and it's a kitchen you have water she was like can you Put the pot on the stove and boil the water and bring us some tea. Because, and mind you, we have backgrounds in service, so we are very easy when we go out to eat. But please don't come to me at no restaurant that is filled with pots and water and tell me you can't make me no tea because the coffee machine is broken. After I have already reserved weeks ahead of time for a heated patio that ain't heated. (laughs) My God. They made it right. They brought us a, a bottle of champagne and... You know, apologize profusely. They didn't want to see that Yelp review, and they wasn't going to because I don't believe in that. But and I'm gonna come back because it's good. But I'm gonna complain right now because this is fucked up. (laughs) So, so those were a little peevish. But in the end, we ended up having a beautiful dinner, wonderful conversation, and she felt extremely loved, and that's all we wanted. That was the goal. Um, And so, you know, it turned out to be a beautiful night. But those were a couple of peeves that I had towards the beginning what is yours <clears throat> my petty peeve is very petty i went to trader joe's yesterday to do my grocery shopping and there was not a cucumber in the whole store and i just felt like wow what <laughs> like they i just hate no when, super, when supermarkets have like things that are just like foundational i went to the wegmans yeah. the other week and they told me there was no spinach i'm like excuse me Wegmans be out of stupid stuff when they're out of stuff and it irritates me. They'd be like, we don't have any broccoli. I'm like, what do you mean? No garlic. I don't understand. What are you, how is this? Tristan went to Trader Joe's. They didn't have no tortilla chips. And you know, on any other given occasion, Trader Joe's has I mean, nine different nine types different of tortilla varieties chips. of tortilla chips. They had no tortilla chips in the store. Hate, like, and I was, uh, I was on Instagram. DeRay De- posted that he was at a Jimmy John's that didn't have no bread. What? 
This is what? a sandwich place that ran out of bread. Wait, Jimmy Johns didn't have no bread. Jimmy Johns <laughs> didn't have any bread. And I'm just like, how are we out of these? What? What? Well, you know, so there is a, I don't know if you've read about these, um, about about this bottleneck, this, this traffic jam on the Pacific where all these ships are basically all caught up. Help and us. it's because there's not enough people to there's not enough labor to uh to unload these ships right mm. so all this cargo all this shit is just backed up in the ocean and they stay crying about how they w- don't want certain people to come into this country or how lazy niggas are and they don't want to work and all this that and the third that is not if you all would pay living wages if you would value people as human beings Perhaps there wouldn't be a bottleneck traffic jam of Titanics in the motherfucking Pacific Ocean. And I could But have instead you all love to put the blame people. on everybody else instead of looking at what foundationally is fucked up about your system. Ugh. So that's why the Jimmy Johns don't have no bread. The Trader Joe's didn't have no motherfucking tortilla chips. I don't know why you couldn't get any cucumbers. <laughs> I literally circled the produce section like three times. Like, did they move them? Where did they put what? And Wegmans had no parsley a couple weeks ago. How is there no parsley? <laughs> so What are we doing? What, what does it mean? No, that's aggravating. What well, did you mean? find a cucumber elsewhere, sister? No, I just don't know. I guess my salads will be bereft of cucumbers this week. Maybe well, I'll put a pickle in them. <laughs> I have pickles. Oh, that's the, I, I do pickle a red onion sometimes and put it in my that's, salad. I do feel like that's what I'm gonna have to give because mm. you know I just can't get my things and it's unfortunate. But here I'm we are. Very sorry to hear that. I'm very sorry to hear that. It's okay. Well, on that very depressing note, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's another episode of Getting Grow. Absolutely, we are really, really, really appreciate you all for joining us. For another uh, a round of conversation at the kitchen table, we can't tell you how much it means to us that you guys kick it with us week after week. Um, check out the description box for all of the things that we, yes. you know, the shout out, the uh, I'll send the links to the tweet um, for the kitchen table talk. All of the things that we mentioned and discussed will be there. Um, and Jade, take us out. Why don't you? All right. So, you know, I don't know if you all have been hearing me whisper in the background the entire time, every time I take a sip of water that tastes like cinnamon. (laughs) Um, But make sure you're doing that. I hope your water doesn't taste like cinnamon, but make sure you're drinking that water and moisturizing what's inside of you internally. Mm -hmm. Um, Continue to also moisturize what's inside of you internally by minding your business because it's yours and um, other people's is not. Uh, and lastly, um, you know, as I said, the weather dropped Period. 20, 30 degrees. The so heat is on. Those heels and those ankles. Joints. You know what I'm saying? And that eczema. In Make sure you moisturize that. Oh, yes. And that is because your black will absolutely crack if it is dry. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Come on, sound of music. Once again, we want to thank Target for sponsoring this week's shout out to my sis segment. Target is partnering with HBCUs to support the next generation of black talent. One of the ways that Target is teaming up with HBCUs is through the Target 
HBCU Design Challenge, where HBCU students submit designs to be included in Target's Black History Month collection. Winners also receive a cash prize, equipment, mentoring, and networking opportunities. This year's winners are from FAMU, Bowie State, and Hampton. Check back during Black History Month to see the latest winner's designs that will be featured in Target's 2022 Black History Month collection. Celebrate your legacy. Invest in the future. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. Visit Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure to learn more. <laughs> 